May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, my Lord, my rock, my redeemer, my king, my teacher. Our gospel lesson today has strived to enter through the narrow door. For many, I, will, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When the master of the house has risen and shut the door, and you stand outside and knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us, then he will answer you, I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, we ate and we drank in your presence. You taught in our streets. And he will say to you, I do not know where you come from. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And people will be coming from the east and the west and the north and the south to sit at the table of the kingdom of God. And behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first will be last. Now that's some scary, tough scripture. A narrow door, a door not opening. People saying, we ate and we drank in your presence. We saw you teaching on the streets and being denied entry. People weeping and crying on the outside and be denied entry while they see people coming from the east and the west and the north and the south to sit at the kingdom of God. But you know what? It's really not that scary and tough. See, because Jesus, he gives us a clear path. All he wants is for us to love him, to have faith in him, to believe in him with our whole hearts. No crazy rules, not hundreds of laws that we have to memorize, just faith, just belief. Every time the phrase, last shall be first and the first shall be last, occurs in scripture, it refers to the fact that one's position in life does not give a person an advantage for eternal life. It doesn't matter if you're rich or successful on life's ring of uh, ladder of success. It doesn't matter if you're a leader in the church. It doesn't matter if you go to church every Sunday. Eternal life comes from having faith in Jesus. The message is the same. Eternal life is for those who believe in him, who are repentant of their sins and commit themselves to him. It is that simple. But we often miss the meaning of the words to believe in Jesus. Believe, the Greek word for believe, it literally means to trust or to have faith or to depend on. So when Jesus says we are to believe in him, he is saying we are to trust and to depend on him. This is commitment. This is not intellectual knowledge 
of who Jesus is and who, what his love is. Those who are first in this life are not promised eternal life. Those that may seem poor or insignificant in this life, they, through their faith, have the path to eternal life by just believing. And you know what? That's really good news. You see, eternal life with Jesus is available to all of us. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth and life. No one comes to the Father but through me. That is to believe in him, to trust him, to have faith in him, to depend on him. And he gives us a great path. Come with me into the upper room on his last night with the disciples. During supper, he took off his outer garments. He wrapped himself in a towel. He poured water in a basin, and he washed his disciples' feet. After he'd finished washing their feet, he took his position again, and he said, Now, listen to me. I am your teacher. I am your Lord. I've washed your feet. You also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example for you. You should do as I have done for you. If we are to believe in him, we are to be like Christ in his love. Paul wrote, live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up as a fragrant offering, a sacrifice to God. Paul is urging us to love like the Christ of the incarnation, to love like the Christ of the foot washing, to love like the Christ of the cross. If we are to believe in him, we are to be like Christ in an example of our faith as we walk in the spirit. We will be willing to serve others no matter who they are. This is the opposite of how the world works. When one in their trying to be great, they don't care who they step on, what they do in getting their greatness. No. We will ask, when did we see you as a stranger and take you in? When you were naked and clothed you. And the king will say to us, assuredly I say to you, when you did this to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it for me. If we are to believe in him, we are to be like Christ in his mission. In prayer, Jesus said to his father, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Jesus said to us when he was commissioning us, as the father had me, I am sending you. Now this is a tall order to believe in him, is to become like him. As a person, I say, this is impossible. But here's the secret. We have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to work into our hearts. God has given us the Holy Spirit to enable us to fulfill his purposes. William Temple is a 20th century bishop in the Church of England. And he said this really, really well. He said, it's no good giving me a play like Hamlet or King Lear 
and telling me to write a play like that. Shakespeare could do it. I can't. And it is no good showing me a life like the life of Jesus and telling me to live a life like that. Jesus could. I can't. But if the genius of Shakespeare would come and live in me, I could write a play like Shakespeare. And if the spirit of Jesus could come and live in me, then I could live a life like Jesus. God's purpose is to make us like Christ, and God's way is to fill us with the Holy Spirit. You see, we can do so if we believe, if we trust, if we depend on, if we have faith in him. He can do amazing things through us. Some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. One of my favorite parables, the one I shared with the, with the children just a few minutes ago, the Good Samaritan. See, the Samaritans, they lived outside the law. They didn't eat the right things. They wouldn't be the type of people you'd want to hang out with. Yet when Jesus was being quizzed by the leaders of the church, the leaders of the law, and he was asked about loving God with your whole heart, with your whole soul, with your whole mind and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, he used this parable to answer them. When the man was hurt, lying in the side of the road for death, the priest walked by and walked around on the other side. The Levite walked by and walked around on the other side. And the Samaritan, the one that the man should have been afraid of, he came to him, he knelt, he bound his wounds, he put him on his animal. He took him to the inn so he could be healed. Yeah, some are last who will be first, and some are first will be last. Now, what will this all have to do with our efforts to evangelize, to go and to baptize and to teach in all corners of the world? By believing, by having faith, by living in Christ, we can show rather than tell the world about God's love. If we look like Christ, we proclaim, which we can with the help of the Holy Spirit, there is no telling how many people will be touched. There was a Hindu professor, and he was teaching, and he spotted somebody in the class, and he knew he was a Christian. And so he told this young man or woman or whatever, that he thought was a Christian. He said, if you Christians lived like Jesus Christ, India would be at your feet tomorrow. Now, are we going to change the whole world? No. Remember, the door is narrow. But can God use us to change one soul at a time? Absolutely. One of my favorite stories was, it was about a, a girl and she was running in the Special Olympics. And when she was running the race, she got far ahead of everybody and she was at the finish line, just before the finish line and she looked back and 
she saw everybody running after her and she decided to wait. And she waited till they all got to her and they all linked hands, arms, and they all went across the finish line together. It's a great story. I wanted to see if this great story was true. So I decided to fact check it. And in fact, it wasn't true. But the story that was true was even better. See, she got almost to the finish line and she looked back. And there was somebody that had fallen and was hurt way in the back. And a couple of people were trying to help that person up. And she stopped before the finish line and she went back to help that person. And as she went back to help that person with the one or two others, the rest of the people in the race, they finished the race. So the race was over. But she and the person that was hurt and the other two, they linked their arms and they crossed the finish line together. We cannot change the world, but God can use us to help a few others through the door of eternal life. Believe, have faith, depend on him, surrender your will to his will, let the Holy Spirit work in your life to become more Christ-like in your faith, to show the love of Christ, his love to others so they too can have their hearts open to the gift of grace that God has provided. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we sang earlier, we believe in you as the Father. We believe in you as Jesus Christ. We believe in you as the Holy Spirit. And we believe you've given us a new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that you conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And we believe you're coming back again. We believe. Help us in our unbelief. Help us to share your love to those around us so you can work into their hearts so they can know your grace and be with you forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.